You are good to us, you are good, O oh Lord my God, you are good, mighty God, you are good, El Shaddai, you are good, you are good to us, you are good, mighty God. Excellent Father, the glorious King, the one that rules over the affairs of men, our keeper and shepherd, the lover of our souls. We give you praise, we worship you this morning. Lord, we ascribe all glory to you, Most High God. Receive all our praises, all our thanks, in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your cares. We are so grateful. Father, receive all our thanks in Jesus' name. This Monday morning, I pray for you, dear friends, that as you set out this week, may the God of heaven accompany you with his presence. May his glory be seen in your life this week. May the Lord God of heaven that we serve accompany you with his favor that your path will drop fatness this week. Your efforts will succeed. God will help you. This week I declare in the name that is above all names, you will not know shame. God will keep reproach away from you. In the name of Jesus, your step and my step, the Lord will order right in the mighty name of Jesus. We give praise, we give glory. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen and amen. Now, very quickly this morning, I want to challenge you. Dear friend, we are indeed living in very challenging and difficult times. The Bible has spoken explicitly about the time we are living in. It's indeed a difficult time. And one of the signs, one of the issues of this time is the fact that survival is becoming a critical issue everywhere. The poor is getting poorer. Even many of those who are once rich are beginning to slide into poverty. Of course, there's no doubt about it that the rich also is getting richer. In fact, many of those who are rich are thriving on the poverty of the majority. There are people whose increase is tied to the crisis of many lives. And it's very unfortunate in our days that this is happening. Now we are believers. And the Bible has so much to tell us about the kind of persons we ought to be in times like this. Now, 
In 1 Timothy chapter 6, in verses 17, 18, and 19, it says, Charge them that are rich in this world, that they be not high-minded, nor trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God, who giveth us richly all things to enjoy, that they do good, that they may be rich in good works, ready to distribute, willing to communicate. In verse 19, laying up in store for themselves a good foundation against the time to come that they may lay hold on eternal life. This was a charge given by Paul to Timothy. Is it, a, is, it, is it wrong for a believer to be rich? No, sir. It is the delight of God to make us rich. In fact, the Bible says is the one that gives us power to make wealth. Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 18. It said it gives us power to make wealth. It's part of our salvation package. The Bible says Jesus made himself poor so that we might become rich. All right? It is the delight of God, even as pastors, that we should prosper. The Bible says in Psalm 35 verse 27 that God delights in the prosperity of his servant. Beloved, God wants you to be rich. And by the grace of God, you will be rich. Poverty is not a gift. It's not a good gift. It is not to be embraced by Christians. We should wage war against poverty through intelligent workings, all right, diligent service, all right, doing something to bring streams of income into your life. God wants you to be rich. God gives wisdom. He gives power. He gives talent, gifts that can make us rich if we are diligent. The Bible says, the, the hands of the diligent shall be a rule. So, nothing is wrong for believers to be rich, particularly legitimately. God wants you to be rich. And it is my prayer this morning that God will break the joke of poverty in our lives in the mighty name of Jesus. However, what is the essence of being rich? All right? Why is it that God empowers people? Of course, God also made us to know that the poor will always be amongst us. It's not really, really, sometimes circumstances of life will make an individual to be poor. But those who are rich, the Bible says, God wants you to enjoy your riches. In that verse 17 of the book of 1 Timothy chapter 6, he gives you richly all things to enjoy. But is it all about ourselves? 
the Bible says, those who are rich, that they should do good. And they should be rich in good works. Ready to distribute. Ready to distribute and willing to communicate. Willing, ready, joyfully to give out. God wants us to become distributors of goods. He empowers you, I mean, to be rich, not for ourselves, but He wants, God is empowering people financially, materially, so that He can make them distributors of those goods He has bestowed upon us. God is looking for treasurers, people whose riches will enrich other lives, those whose goods will make great other men. All right? I believe God delights in blessing people so that they may become a blessing. That is God's intention from the book of Genesis chapter 12. All of God's intention for Abraham and his seed is that he will bless Abraham and his seed so that they will become a blessing. In fact, God said that through us, the families of the earth should be blessed or will be blessed. So if God blesses you, it is not because of you. It is because of several others around you that need to be empowered. Beloved, the Bible says we should be rich in good works, ready to distribute, willing to communicate. That is God's delight. That is God's intention. And I believe this morning God wants me to awaken our interest in this. How, how good have you been to people around you? How many people are being empowered by your gracious works? The Bible says in James chapter 1 verse 27, it's a pure religion and undefiled before God and the Father is this, to visit the fatherless and widows in their affliction and to keep himself unspotted from the world. Pure religion, as far as God is concerned, your spirituality is not in your ability to speak in tongues, ability to quote scriptures, ability to be able to preach eloquently. Our, our, our spirituality is, is to be seen in how much we impact others. He said it is to visit the fatherless and the widows. These are the generations of people who are helpless, people who are in crisis, and God wants you to visit them. I remember reading a beautiful and touching story very, very uh, recently about a young boy, 15-year-old boy, 
who went to a store and stole bread, stole bread and cheese. And the security caught him. And they bid to arrest him and uh, so that he would not escape. A chef was broken. So they held him very firmly. And then the police were invited. The young boy was handed over to the police who took him to court. And then they presented this case to the judge. And the judge began to ask him questions. Is it true that you stole? Yes, it's true. And the boy bowed his head, all right, in sorrow, and confirmed that he indeed stole. And the judge said, why did you steal? Because I was hungry. And there was nothing. Why didn't you get it from your parents? Oh, there was nobody. His father was late. The mother was aged at home and sick. So she couldn't walk. And the man, the judge asked him, why didn't you walk? And he told the judge, he used to do a car wash somewhere. And, um, you know, he was fired. So he couldn't earn any income. The man, the judge asked him, why didn't you beg people for assistance? And the boy said, he went around at least about 50 people asking for help. And nobody offered him anything. And the judge just kept asking him questions. And the boy said, having big ground, and there was no help anywhere, no work to do, the mother is sick and aged at home, and he was helpless and hungry, he decided to steal in order to meet his need. And the judge looked at the boy and look at the crowd in the church or in the in the court and declared that they were all guilty, including himself. Everyone in the court were all guilty for the crime this boy committed. We are the real criminals. Now his judgment that everybody in the courtroom was guilty and fined $10 each and no one dare moved out without paying $10. So he took $10 from his own pocket and put it down and started writing. And number two, that the store that charged this boy is also guilty and they are fined $1,000. The policemen that arrested him and brought him to court are also guilty and fined $1,000. And within 24 hours, both the store and the police must pay this fine. And nobody leaves the court without paying the $10,000 because we are guilty for the helplessness and the crime of the boy. There are many of such 
loitering around our streets. Looking for job, they are jobless. Looking for food, for sustenance, and they couldn't access it. Many of our youths are becoming criminals. Many of them are dying emotionally, psychologically, because of lack of sustenance. We are all responsible. The government, the rich in the society, various leaders in different places in the community, if all of us have really embraced the attitude of being good, our society will be better. I want to challenge you this morning, beloved, this week, make someone glad. In fact, by the grace of God, we're going to look into more scriptures that speaks, that challenges us in this area, this week, we want to wake up. I, I, I desire an awakening in every one of us. Let's impact someone. Be a blessing to somebody. As I'm talking to you this morning, I plead with you, don't sleep today until you have given someone a reason to smile. Let someone know that God still loves. Let someone know that God cares by the touch of God's love through you. I believe this week the God of heaven will favor your cause as you do this in the name of Jesus. Don't forget, blessed are those who are merciful and they will obtain mercy. Good morning. And your brother and friend, Sunday away. Do have a fruitful week in Jesus' name.